have to win there. Painter understands oh, it. Oh, anybody? God, I can't see the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. It's Monday night. It's February 13th, 2023. Happy early Valentine's Day to everybody. For all those guys listening, you still got time to go get your lovely lady a gift. You're running out of time, but you still got time. You better do that tomorrow. You might be in the doghouse. I'm Tanner Lee, my co-host. With me, like always, Evan Webb. Webby, what's going on? It's Monday and not feeling great today. But nope. It was uh, not a fun sports day yesterday. Uh, Especially like, for you. <laughs> when our Boilermakers lost, I said, well, Chiefs are winning Super Bowl tonight. And that's what happened. So yep. I am happy for George Karloff this. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's it. Yes, I was happy to see him. And I was hoping he'd you know, he be able to make a play, which he knew. I mean, they – he always have a great offensive line. That turns into the Super Bowl podcast, which I brought up talk about the Super Bowl in the game that happened before <laughs> the game yesterday. Um, but it, I was hoping he would scoop up that fumble. Yeah. But he ended up, you know, doing a smart play and let his teammate get it. So kudos to him for having the awareness. Yep, it's always nice to see a Boilermaker get a Super Bowl ring on their on their mm-hmm. hand for sure, and in 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 the in his rookie year too. Yeah, uh, good for him. But. Uh, but yeah, back in the hardwood, frustrating game yesterday, a game that saw Purdue travel to Evanston, a team they beat 12 straight times entering yesterday's matchup. They won five straight in Evanston entering yesterday's matchup. We're four-point favorites, four-and-a-half-point favorites, depending on the line you looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, just a weird game. Uh, Purdue yeah. was up seven-and-a-half after shooting the ball pretty well, mm-hmm. especially from three-point range in the first half. Felt like we probably should have been up 12 Maybe four should have been at least points. nine because they called that BS goaltending call that yep. wasn't a goaltend. Yep. Um, so that had me a little concerned. I'm like, all right, we I thought we played pretty well, and Northwestern was just finding a way to hang around. Mm-hmm. And then Chase the second wasn't doing it, wasn't doing much at all, which yeah, was good, but also a little concerning. A guy that was averaging 15 points per game had what a half three five. I don't even know what he had. Yeah, I don't even at remember. The time. Not much. not a lot which unfortunately wouldn't be par for the course. Um, and then second half, I wasn't able to watch. I listened as I was I was making a drive to uh, to go do something. And I got to be honest, um, listening on the radio, there's pros and cons. You get to uh, listen to our own guys, which is better than listen to, listen to Dave Refson, a, a Northwestern grad, or Stephen Barta, who's just Stephen Barta. We, I didn't know Refson was a Northwestern grad. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, a lot of the Big Ten Network guys are. It's the, yeah, figure, yeah, that makes it's sense. A big commentary school. That in Syracuse, or majority mm-hmm. of your guys you see on TV probably went there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so it was good to listen to Rob Blackman and Bobby Buckets Riddell. But at the same time, it's frustrating when I can't see what's going on, especially from mm-hmm. an officiating standpoint. And I get a lot more nervous listening to a radio during oh, a yeah. close game than I do watching on TV. Yep. But I find myself getting more nervous watching a close game on TV than I do being there in person. 
hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just maybe just the ability to pace yeah. know, around your house or whatever, where as a game, you're kind of just locked into where you're at and you're kind of just, yep. you know, especially where, you know, we're fortunate with, you know, I mean, really any seat in Mac is a good one, but like you're kind of just locked into the play and you're not, you're not hearing the commentators talk about anything. So you're just kind of just focused on the game itself. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. Well, and of course, listening on the radio, you're locked into your car and you can't really do much. And, and I was listening on a tune in app, which was good for the most part, but there was two different times. The only thing I can think of is, is because I have the free version and not the paid version, mm-hmm. two different times during the game, it cuts away from the game and runs four 30 second ads. Then comes back and picks it up. And one time when it did it, we were up one. Oh, God. <laughs> end, and I am saying a lot of words I'm not going to say right now because I don't want to give us an explicit rating. And then it comes back and we're down. Um, oh, God. Which that's when my fiance pulled it up on her phone. It was starting to follow the, the, uh, on the score cast. app. Yeah, the game cast. Yeah. So I've had that one where I've listened to the tune in app and the score because like, I'll plug in my phone to my car. Right. Like it'll have like the, you will have the score like on the you know or the on or the not the dash but you know the screen the, the screen yeah yeah and I've had it before where the the score is ahead of the commentary so I'm, it hasn't happened because I don't listen to tune in app very much anymore I've I've usually just was find um I just go through the Purdue sports app I should have done that yeah the you can get the radio there um but I remember there were a couple times a couple of years ago I listened to like I'd be driving I listen to a game and like. All of a sudden, I see the score. I'm like, you know, something good happens for us. I look up and see the score, and we're down like six. I'm like, oh, what the heck is going on? And all of a sudden, like, it's like two minutes behind actual gameplay. But yes, you know, different, you know, different people. I know, like, in our own group chat, you know, someone's stream is a little bit slower. So one person will text the group, and we're like, wait, I'm not not there yet. (laughs) Well, I was going to put it on 1380 AM up here in Fort Wayne because they cover Purdue basketball and football, but it was only going to be good for. Right. Not even half of my drive where I was going, yeah. so I was like, ah, I better just put on tune in. Um, I should have done the Purdue Sports app, like you said. And I think that's a new feature they added mm-hmm. just uh, this year. I just found out about this year. I was just like, I was, it was one of the first games I was like, I had to drive or whatever, and I was trying to figure out the best way to listen to it because there's a while I couldn't even listen to the tune in app because it was you know, I didn't have the paid version. Um, and it was doing the same thing you said, where it was just playing a bunch of ads. And I went mm-hmm. to the app and it said, you know, join radio stream or whatever. And I was like, what's this? And then sure enough, it worked. So I'll do that every time. I, I will say, and I know we're kind of off topic here. I will say it's it's very I nice. I don't want now. to talk about the game, so it's fine. <laughs> it's very nice now that Purdue football and basketball are both on 96.5 WAZY instead yeah. of one being on there and the other one being on 95.7. I could yeah. never get that to work. I could never get that to work for <laughs> basketball. So it's nice yeah. now that at least that's going to work. But uh, um, and the thing that was frustrating, and I'm sure it's very frustrating to watch, it sounded like the officiating was really bad in the second half. I couldn't tell that from the radio broadcast. That's what was frustrating on my end. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, I'm glad I didn't get to watch it because I'd probably yeah. be even more fired up than I am right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, as you and our friend group know, I'm pretty critical of the officials for really for no reason other than just I like to complain. Um, <laughs> well, you were official in, in your college days in intramural, so you know, yeah, and that's, that's part better of than any of us. I, like, I just look, I just always just go back, and again, that was you know, it's been every year, it just gets farther and farther away. But uh, we're not talking through, about you know, that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, being trained by a guy who's now an NBA official, um, who you know, would call you know, would call like it is, you know, he taught us, you know, very, you know, 
obviously again we're doing interim so we're not even close to the level of even doing a varsity <laughs> high school game but like just certain things you always look for like don't anticipate the call um you know just you know focusing on your area of coverage don't don't not calling outside of it unless you are 1000% sure sort of thing Bill Borowski. um <laughs> um and just like little things like that and when i just see certain things i'm just like like come on like i you know i learned that in like intramurals that you're not supposed to like do something like that or like you're supposed to be watching this why aren't you watching this and it just drives me crazy um or just like yeah but like it, it and i like I, said, I usually I mean i don't want to be the people that always complain about you know i don't want to complain about the officials but i'm gonna complain about the officials um and i don't i don't like that's the reason why we lost you know Purdue had 16 turnovers. You know, that's, that's not a recipe, especially on the road. That's not a recipe for success, especially when you don't hit a three after, you know, from yeah. halfway point of the first half, like ever, which is crazy. Um, you know, you, but you watch that second half and just the, the, what, what Northwestern was able to get away with, you know, they, they trapped Zach really, really well. They were very fast. Like, you know, as soon as he had the ball, he turned around and he had two guys on, which again, goes back to, there's supposed to be a cylinder rule. Like he, he could not move. Um, but yet, and then, you know, he's getting absolutely hammered um, a couple of times, like lawyer was getting hammered first was getting thrown to the ground and then nothing. And then, you know, they get the steal, they go. And then a guy lowers his shoulder into Morton, sends him flying and it's a charge and, or it's a, it's a uh, block and one. And it's just like, what the hell are we doing? Like, I mean, I get, and I, I get, you know, they're human, you know, they're overworked, um, you know, all that stuff. But it's just like, at the end of the day, it's just like, what are we doing out here? <laughs> like, it's, and I, I don't want it to be like every, you know, every single game, but it's like, it just feels like, you know, I feel like, you know, back in the seventies and the eighties, you know, having a tall guy was, you know, beneficial. Cause again, you're the baskets 10 feet, no matter where you go and having someone who is a foot closer than everybody else should be an advantage. But it feels like the officials are now trying to be like, well, they have this advantage. So we should, we should even out the playing field to make it a more competitive game. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Um, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I, I was just, I was very fired up. I usually get fired up anyways during games, but I was just like, I couldn't believe the physicality that they were getting away with. I was in the big 10 physical anyways, but it was just like, I, I, I couldn't believe what they were able to get with to the point where like Bardo even said, I don't know. I, I mean, if I remember quote exactly, but he said, I see something along the lines of late in the second half. He's like, Oh, Northwestern got away with three to four fouls right there. It's like, if Bardo was saying that, who was in, freaking idiot in my opinion <laughs> like and like who never who never like really likes to challenge the officials aside from maybe like oh i don't know about that call sort of thing like he never really outwardly disagrees with what's going on unless it's like i don't know some stupid thing here and there like but for something like that like you know it's bad in my opinion yeah and, and you know i could be wrong about this but this year this basketball season of 2022-2023 i think i've heard more big 10 coaches complain about officiating than i ever have mm-hmm. like a post-game pressers and nothing's changing that's no. what's frustrating there's no consistency yeah. and like it, i don't even know like what and i think part of the frustration is knowing that like you know everybody's gonna complain but like like you said nothing there's no um accountability like nope. we're gonna see a courtney green we're gonna see a larry serrato in the sweet 16 in the elite eight, in the final four most likely like you know we saw Bobrowski, you know in the final four if we make uh, a final four you could pull out the valentine and i wouldn't care yeah but it's like you know we see these guys that we complain about and you know obviously the coaches you know have some official that they you know respect more and at least they know what they're most likely to get but it just yeah it's yeah, to your point. Yeah, I've heard everyone. I think part of it too is like people are just mad about Edie because he's big. Um, 
you know, they're trying to get in the good grace of the officials and just trying to, you know, point a narrative out there or whatever. I'm not sure because I feel like that happened last year too, though. Oh yeah, I mean, but I kind of felt like this happened last year in the tournament where, you know, Zach shot a ton of free throws in the Texas game or Purdue did, and then it's all people talked about. And then St. Peter's game, they were like straight, you know, mugging them and nothing, which is you know part of the you know. I think what's frustrating is like the recipe to beat Purdue at least the last two years has been like, you know, obviously pressure the guards, hope they're not shooting well, and then just beat the ever living crap out of Edie and hope they don't get called. And that's exactly what Rutgers did. Indiana, Indiana. To be, to be fair, like they played. I think because mostly it was Trey Shackley doing in foul trouble. Like they played straight up for the most part. Mm-hmm. It was just the worst first half in the season <laughs> combined right. with their best first right. half. Um, but you know, Northwestern and Rutgers just beat the ever living crap out of them. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, it was just frustrating. You know, I I go back and once again I was listening on the radio. We were up eight with about three and a half minutes left. Come out of a timeout. Northwestern misses a three pointer, so we get what we wanted to get out of them. We don't get the rebound. They kick it out to wide open three, hit it, give it down five. Then they steal the ball out front, lay up so to get within three. So your eight point lead dwindles down to three in a matter of like twenty eight seconds, mm-hmm. and then the game wasn't the same after that. You know that was one thing Blackman and Riddell kept going back to. If Purdue gets that rebound, mm-hmm. we're probably we're probably sitting here tonight recapping a win. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, Adige was. You know, for whatever, I mean, thankfully for all the game, he, you know, he got a lot of good looks, couldn't hit, couldn't hit the rim or well, he was hitting the rim, but couldn't just couldn't connect. Um, you know, it was just like every time he shot, I was like, oh boy, is that it? And then he missed me. Like, oh, thank God we dodged a bullet there. And then, yeah, that one, there's a couple of times. That's one thing that they, Northwestern did really well. And again, I mean, I think it was just, they just were hustling to the ball more or whatever it is, but they, you know, got the offensive rebound, gave, gave Adige a second chance and he made us pay for it as, as a veteran guard will in this league um but yeah it was just some of the hustle plays was was tough to watch like we didn't really get many offensive rebounds as we're as accustomed to which is kind of even kind of part of our offense was you know just having a, a Caleb mm-hmm. Burst or Zach Eady you know getting an offensive board and putting it back up um, but that did not happen much at all in this game yeah we are rebounded um of course, like you said, we didn't hit a three from the midway point in the first half on, and we had a lot of looks in the second half. Hit a, hit one or two of those, we're probably talking about a win instead of a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 turnovers. That's been three games in a row where Purdue's had double-digit turnovers, mm-hmm. even in the win against Iowa. Five turnovers. Um, a lot of Purdue fan base wants to call out the freshman guards, in particular Braden Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, but Braden responded against Iowa. Yes, he had some turnovers, but he had a career-high 24 points. So I'm hoping that's mm-hmm. what we see out of him. Uh, this Thursday night in College Park at Maryland, which now becomes a – I mean, it's, it was going to be a difficult game no matter what, but it becomes just an absolute crucial game. Yeah, it becomes – uh, yeah. So. I mean, I was kind of I kind of taking this game as – the Northwest game as a win. But like, you know, yep. if we win that one, you know, we'll probably lose Maryland. You know, it's, it is what it is. Maryland hasn't lost at home in conference play. They've only lost one game at home all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA, which I think UCLA boat race them in they that did. one. They mm-hmm. did. Um, but they're tough. Um, so when, yeah, I was like, I, when we dropped the one Northwestern, I was like, oh boy, this could get, you know, <laughs> yeah. get tight real fast. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, I mean, Purdue's now dropped back to back road games after being undefeated mm-hmm. on the road for quite a while. And that's two out of the last three games they've lost. You know, it is big 10 on the road. It's very tough to win on the road, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see a cause for concern. I mean, there's things mm-hmm. they have to clean up and it's starting to remind me, and I hope I'm wrong. It's starting to remind me of the 17, 18 team that 
had that huge red hot streak and they hit a wall kind of in mid-February. And even though they made the Big Ten tournament championship a loss to Michigan, then they would make the Sweet 16 and lose to Texas Tech, which we'll never know if they would have won with a healthy Ozzy Haas. They just never found their footing like they did mm-hmm. before they hit the skid. And I, I, I'm hoping that's not what Purdue's starting to starting to hit, hit yeah. here. I, mean, I like the mentality of this team a lot more than I did last year. Right. They just seem to respond really well. But, yeah, going back to cost concern, I mean, I, I know with you know Braden specifically, he had a great game against Iowa. And then, you know, there was a turnovers in the second half, which there's <sighs> some concern. Um I think he was gassed that game. I think he was gassed in the Northwestern game too, which is probably my bigger concern, just the depth, um, especially now with these guys, you know, now, I mean, people know what to do. They're going to you know, mm-hmm. pressure the crap out of them and, you know, really beat them up, especially being younger guys and smaller guys um, to the point where by the end of the game, he's just, you know, absolutely wiped and, you know, mentally, physically exhausted. I mean, there was, he had some pain. I, I obviously cleaned up the officials, but there was he had some really bad turnovers. He had one. I think we were down one. Um, I think we were, we were down one, and he drove and got up in the air and threw the pass like behind him, and there was nobody within twenty feet, and just went right out of bounds. It was like right when that happened, I was like, "This is." <laughs> is that <laughs> the one where he thought Gillis was there, but Gillis was cutting to the hoop by that point when he threw it? I can't remember. I just remember. I, I just remember he. Uh, just threw it like because he was driving and he threw it what would have been like you know almost like an elbow three and there was nobody even close he basically threw it to painter um <laughs> on the sideline um yeah that was kind of a backbreaker but there was a couple times where he got up he he does this thing where you know he drives and he gets up in the air and usually not a whole lot of good comes when you're when you leave your feet and we saw it with ivy last year right um and if it's not good for Ivy, it's not going to be good for Braden. Um, so, I mean, obviously, it's, he's a freshman. You know, he's going to have that. Um, but you just hope that in these games that, you know, David Jenkins can spare him and play well enough to let Braden get some rest so that by the end of the game, he's not just running on fumes every single time. I think that's going to be probably part, that was part of the problem yesterday, which is he just wasn't sharp towards the mm-hmm. end of the game. And that's what cost us. Yep, he's got to be a lot more sharp at uh, Thursday night. Um, of course, it's a 6.30 game. Maybe that plays in Purdue's favor a little bit. I mean, it'll be a good environment, I'm sure, but 6.30 oh, games yeah. are hard to get the crowd there right away, at least. Oh, yeah. So I got to take advantage maybe of the beginning minutes. But uh, Northwestern had a good crowd yesterday. A lot of Purdue fans on hand there. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, Purdue gets court rushed on the road. That's six of the last seven road losses now. And I got to think mm-hmm. Thursday night – if they get beat, Maryland will do it too. Yeah, I mean, we dropped a third, you know, third in the rankings. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, for a program that's trying to kind of get back, I mean, obviously they haven't been down for very long. I mean, they were, you know, you think back to the Mel Trimble days, not even too long ago, and he was they were winning the Big Ten championship. Um, but they've had you know some rough years, especially just even the last couple of years. Um, so that'd be a you know signature win. I mean, they beat Indiana at home uh, last week. Or right, right before the and that was right before the uh, the Purdue game. So a couple weeks ago, um, yeah, they'll be looking to do the same. It's it's a hostile environment. Um, they're not the nicest people as we as as pre players have experienced. Um, so yeah, they're gonna be. I mean, thankfully they've already played at you know they've played at the Breslin Center. They've played at you know Assembly Hall, which is about as bad as it gets. Um, so they'll be ready. And I think I think definitely these guys kind of thrive on some of that stuff. I'm not too worried about that, but I yeah, just worry about the, you know, 
you don't want to like don't want things to get sideways on you quickly. Sure. Good question here by Mitch Melton on Facebook. I know we've talked about this in the past, but it's been a little while since mm-hmm. we brought it up. He says, I know it's early to be thinking about this, but will Edie stick around for another year? He's having a career year, great college player, but will he how's you know, how's he gonna pretty much how's he gonna mm-hmm. fit in the NBA with the three ball? Yeah. Um I go back and forth on it all the time just because I mean, you know, or as we're kind of seeing on the world of NIL, you know, guys are sticking around, you know, the guys that are, you know, fringe NBA guys, just because you know, they have a chance to, you know, make money, make good money. As we see, you know, Trace Action Davis, you know, uh, Ray Thompson, or, you know, it was not a secret that they're getting paid well over six figures to stay in Indiana um, for another year. I think Evie's making good money this year as well. Even though I know the rules are a little bit different for a, um, you know, a non-citizen of the U S but he can still make money. There's ways to do it. Um, legal ways to do it as pretty does. Um, I think he's being rewarded pretty well. So you, you got to think, you know, if you want to do that, someone would step up. Um, and honestly, part of me thought after yesterday is like, maybe he doesn't want to stay around because he doesn't want to beat the, he don't get the crack yeah. down for a whole year. Cause like, I mean, I mean, yeah, people know what he can do now. And the, uh, what I worry about is, you know, just someone, you know, you know, just trying to take him down, you know, early in the season or something, some, you know, scrub come off the bench for some no-name team just trying to hack a shack them and hurting them we but, don't want another cal state fullerton incident right um uh, but no it's a great question i think it's a question that's going to get asked and talked about clear to the end of the season and i could see it going either way i mean the mock mm-hmm. drafts at best have them getting drafted in the 50s which is late second yeah. round yeah two, two undrafted um yeah 20 years ago he's probably a lottery pick maybe the number one pick yeah, but the NBA's changed so much with the pick and pop, and the big guys have to be able to shoot threes. And you know, I think I think Trace Jackson Davis will be an NBA player. I think he's mm-hmm. he's developed his game enough, but I don't know how long he sticks because he can't shoot anything outside right. of five feet. I don't know why he doesn't try to shoot a, a jump around the free throw line once in a while because free throws right. are fine. But um, but going back to Edie, I think it's more depends. It more depends on how Purdue finishes the season. Mm-hmm. Um, how far do they get in the tournament? That would yeah. be my my answer. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he loves it here, and I think yeah, if you know, based on the year he has, I don't think he's in it for uh, the the awards. But I mean, if he gets all the accolades that you know people are saying he's going to get, but Purdue bounces in the Sweet Sixteen or you know, around or whatever it may be, you know, he could say, you know, I mean, we're basically getting everybody back minus Jenkins. Like, why not try and you know. Run it back, yeah. Run it back, and you know, everybody gets better. People get better. Maybe you can. It can be a lot more attractive for Matt Nover. I mean, be a similar situation. Actually, it won't be as similar because in the offseason we didn't really think Brady was going to be a starter. But like, maybe you could get a better quality backup point guard who just wants to, you know, play on a winning team. Um, and that could be more attractive. I, mean, I like Jenkins a lot. You know, maybe get someone maybe more of a you know a point guard sort of thing, sort of player. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you gotta think if Edie comes back, we'd probably be preseason <laughs> number one. If just, I mean, just maybe look at it. North Carolina. I mean, they brought everybody back. I mean, granted, they went to the championship game, but they were an eight seat. It's not like they were, you know, not no one really expected them to go to the final four, but yeah, they are on the bubble. <laughs> well, Zach, Zach Edie's mom's so popular, she could run for mayor in West Lafayette, Lafayette and win it. And Oh, Heck, yeah. She could run for governor and she would have the vote at Tiffany County. So, <laughs> um, so, you know, that's not a problem there. Um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to, 
to, to watch and keep track of and mm-hmm. see how it kind of develops down the stretch here. Um, going back to Purdue's Big Ten title contention, um, I mean, two games ahead right now of the field. And, you know, you got at, at Maryland remaining, Ohio State at home, Indiana at home, at Wisconsin, and then uh, Illinois at home. You're still feeling pretty good that Purdue hangs on to this or – or how, how we feel great. now? Okay. Not feeling great. Granted, I mean, and I'm, I'm looking at it only from just like the Purdue perspective, like what Purdue has to do. Uh, granted, because yeah. everybody else has to play games and weird things happen, you know, in the conference. But like, I look at Maryland, Indiana, and Illinois as games that scare the absolute crap out of me. You know, as for a, a you know from a win standpoint, um, you know, at Maryland just because it's at Maryland. Um, Indiana because they're playing really well. I mean, they've only lost one game out of in the last like nine or something crazy like that. They're playing really, really well. Granted, you know, Purdue battled back and only lost by five after playing the worst half all season, you know, at, at their place. So you think like you, I mean, that makes me feel a little confident at, at home, but, you know, they might get Xavier Johnson back, which we'll see how that does. I think Huchifino is a lot better with the ball in his hands than when you have Xavier back. I think it uh, takes the ball out of his hands some. Um, but that's still scary, especially if, the, if it's tight, like, you know, my hope for that game was, you know, Purdue has it wrapped up <laughs> by that point, and it's just, you know, you know, maybe there are a few games back and there's no chance of them even securing. But if they're a game back, man, that game is going to be, I'm going to be throwing up <laughs> for that game. And then Illinois scares me just because of their long athletic, which is giving pretty problems. And they're very physical. Um, so the magic number is still three, right? So if Purdue was their next three, which would be Maryland, Ohio State, Indiana, they get a tie at the worst. At the, at the worst. Yeah. Yep. Or if, yeah, three or, I mean, look at Northwestern, Indiana, Illinois, those three teams. have. Well, they all to, play each other coming up. They do. Um, Indiana plays them both this week. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Illinois, Indiana, Northwestern, yeah, all have five losses. So, yeah, we need them to drop. They're all going to drop some. But, yeah, Purdue has to, uh, yeah, win at least three to, uh, as of right now. Uh, obviously, you know, they're going to, there's going to be some cannibalization there, but, you know, three definitely to be safe. I, well, I think Purdue does hang on to win. It wouldn't shock me if they lose, if they lose one more. Um, mm-hmm. If they lose more than one, I will be surprised as of right now. Um, I, What do you think they got to do to – because right now they'd be a one seed. They wouldn't be the overall one seed, but they'd be one mm-hmm. of the four one seeds. What do you think they got to do to keep on the one seed line going forward? Oh, man. Because why probably Alabama, Houston, Purdue – Maybe UCLA, maybe. Kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, Arizona was up there, but they just they dropped one over the weekend. Bad loss to Stanford. Um, bad loss. Bad loss in front of like 30 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think you can really drop two before the end. I mean, I don't, I, I feel like if you drop two in the regular season, that's you gotta you gotta get to Sunday the Big Ten tournament. I think if you lose just one, you can probably afford to lose. Saturday. That's exactly where fine. I am. That's exactly where I am. Yeah. Um, I guess it also depends on who I mean who you lose to. You know, yep. if Purdue loses on Thursday, that's not a bad loss by any means. I mean, I know Maryland's kind of like not on the bubble, but they're they're around that, you know, nine, yeah. eight, nine line. Um, you lose at Wisconsin, that's a bad loss. I know or lose at home to Ohio State. Oh, yeah, or the, oh god, I want to think about that. That'd be a really <laughs> bad loss. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that's what what could potentially bump us yeah. off. No, I agree. I think if they win four of the next five, 
and then win that Friday Big Ten tournament game, I think they should be feeling yeah. pretty good about their chances. Yeah. Unless, so we'll like, see. Alabama, Houston, uh, I guess it'd be UCLA, Arizona, probably fighting for the Pac-12 mm-hmm. uh, tournament title. Um, you know, unless, like, if one of those teams runs the table and they all win their championship, then it might be sweat. If Purdue doesn't get the Sunday, then it might be sweating a little bit. But yeah. eh, two seed line wouldn't be the worst. We've been there before, but it would be nice yeah. to get a one seed. Yeah. You, you know, talk about path and you, the you just yep. pass the one seeds. <laughs> the thing, the thing, and, and I don't have to tell Purdue fans this twice because we already do root against Indiana. Keep rooting against Indiana because I don't think, even if Purdue's a one seed, we don't want to see them in the top four seats. Because I think they would play somewhere Purdue is in Columbus. And if that happens, yeah. Yeah, Indiana fans travel a little better than Purdue fans, unfortunately. Yeah. And they would Good pack morning. that place and root against Purdue. And there goes yeah. Purdue's home court advantage they thought they'd have in the first round. No, or yeah, two. I don't understand the mindset of cheering for them. Yeah, I don't even care if they have to beat a team for us to help. Like, just someone else will beat another team. Just have them lose. Nothing good comes from them winning. Yeah. I don't care about the rivalry. I. They can lose. I want them to shut the program down for all I care. <laughs> they lose bad enough. Yep. Um, I hope North. I think Northwestern is going to lay an absolute egg against them. Uh, Super Bowl hangover. Um, I don't like Illinois' chances either. Um, but they're but they're playing really really well. So I mean, credit to them. Oh no, be pissed off going into that one yeah. Saturday from what happened earlier this year. And they've yeah. won their last two trips to Bloomington. They have. Yep. Mm-hmm. But and you think about Matthew Meyer. He was apparently he was sick because he was awful in that first meeting. But apparently he was sick. So. You hope they can, uh, he can, he can have it because he's a good player. Why don't we go around the Big Ten and All right. see what we see happening this week? Starting with tomorrow on Valentine's Day, we're just talking about Illinois. They travel to uh, Penn State. Illinois is a two and a half point favorite. Penn Illinois State waxed them in Champaign. They did. <laughs> Illinois should be mad. Illinois yeah. had good luck against Penn State under Underwood on the road, but historically, Penn State's been throwing their side down there. Yeah, I think Illinois. I think they. I mean, they cover. But I think it's, I think it's within eight. I think like Illinois out. wins too. Uh, yeah, Penn State's doesn't look like they're going to be a turning team. They're starting. Unfortunately, to no. they're starting to struggle. Nebraska at Rutgers. Good win for Nebraska over Wisconsin over the weekend. Yeah. I was checking the score of that game and I saw Wisconsin was up like 12 or something. I was like, oh, this is over. And then all of a sudden I look back, I checked the score like later and it's like, wait, Nebraska's winning in overtime. <laughs> they just kept clawing, went on a 22 0 run, and they're playing Tominaga. without two starters. And Tominaga's the Steph Curry of the Big Ten right now. You love yeah. him when your team's not playing against them, but you hate him when they're playing against them. Yeah, bad week for Rutgers. Uh, yes. Losing at Indiana, at Illinois, which or without. Um, Mag, I think it's just, it's, you know, yeah, it's a big loss, yeah, a huge loss. Um, you know, if they would have had, then they might have won both games. Or they definitely they would have won, won in Bloomington because that was a close game down to the, the wire. Um, I think Rutgers bounces back. I do too. I do too. Then a game both teams need very badly Michigan and Wisconsin. How sweet the Big Ten to put Guard and Howard together on Valentine's Day after what happened last year. Was this last year? When they yep. yep. Yeah. Um, man, Michigan blew that game against Indiana. That final possession, they were down one. I, I don't think you saw, but they were down one. I saw like, after, after like seven that. seconds left. They had Dickinson one on one, you know, in the post, wide open. 
you know, just, I mean, you're down one, you don't need a three and Jet Howard takes a massively contested three and doesn't even hit rim. Um, well, Dickerson's your best player. You give him the ball yeah. and see if he can yeah. do something. Yeah. Howard hadn't done much that game, but you know, Martelli was, was sick that game. So it explains why the horrible play that, draw, but that I think, game could keep Michigan out of tournament. Yeah. They needed it badly. Cause there's, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, some good, you know, obviously there's a lot. I think they, I think they showed their schedule and they have, a, I mean, they still have to go out Indiana. I know that they showed that, but like they've got they plenty played. of opportunities, but they could also lose a lot yep. of them. But I think, I think, actually, I think Wisconsin wins this one. I do too, just because that Wisconsin. I don't know why, yeah. but Wednesday night, uh, Minnesota at Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's starting to find a little groove for themselves, unfortunately. <laughs> Indiana and Northwestern. I think Indiana runs away with this one. <laughs> I think IU wins, unfortunately, but I think it's a close game. Yeah, it was um, a close think... game in Bloomington. It was kind of back when I mean, it was a high-scoring game. It was like in the 80s. Uh, Northwestern was up four, and Galloway hit a half-court right. shot at the buzzer to go down right. one. Right. Um, but so I'm sure Indiana will be pissed off about that. But, no, I mean, it, it really depends on how Northwestern responds. You know, they mm-hmm. did they come out, you know, absolutely flat because they just had their best win in program history. Um or do you know they look at it as another opportunity to beat another ranked team um, at home? Um, I hope they do. Um, but I think yeah, Indiana's gonna remember that loss. That's kind of when they had they had they went on their little like four game skid, um, and their their fans will travel just like produce it up there. So uh, Purdue at Maryland six thirty Thursday night. Oh God! Obviously, I'm picking Purdue, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a nail biter. I think. I'm right there with you. I mean, this is one I hadn't felt good about for about yeah. a week looking at schedule. Actually didn't feel good about it today before I recorded one of my other podcasts. And then I changed my tone on the podcast and picked Purdue. So I'm, <laughs> I'm of course, picking Purdue. Um, I don't know. I'm just maybe my faith. I have too much faith in this team and Matt Painter to to uh, not let themselves lose two in a row. But that's where I'm There's, at. They respond well. Um, you know, they have some time to – figure it out. I mean, it was Sunday, Sunday to Thursday. So obviously they'll travel on Wednesday, but you know, maybe, maybe they didn't, maybe they got today off just to give them some rest, but like, you know, they'll, they really shouldn't need, and they've already played them once, which is, this is kind of time of year where it gets crazy too, because you've played a team already, like you right. kind of know each other. So it's games. Second games are usually can get a little weird, sure. um, but at least like you shouldn't have to prep as much. Like you, you probably know what's coming is they're going to, Maul the crap out of Edie. They're gonna get up in the guards junk. So it's you know kind of know what to expect. So just a matter. I think it really comes down to just the mindset of this team coming into the game. You know, do they can they match? You know, Maryland's gonna be physical. They don't shoot the ball well, which you just know now they're gonna go. Yep. Eight, ten in the Shouldn't even said that. Just spoken <laughs> new existence. Um, but you know, can you match their intensity? You know, the crowd's gonna be wild. Um, so it's just a matter of yeah, just don't let what happened in Indiana happen at Maryland. Yep. Yep. No, I agree with everything you said, and um, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting one, that's for sure. Ohio State at Iowa Thursday night. Iowa, yeah. my wow, Ohio State that they quit, <laughs> they stink. I can't believe they were favored, and then what they scored fourteen points, points in the first half. In the first half, and then I checked, I was like, oh, they scored forty-one points in the game. In they're a not. 40 they're not game. good. They're not good. Oh, that is so bad. Not good at all. Um, oh, here's here's a gripe I'm going to complain about. It's got nothing really to do with anything, but it's really ticked me off this year that 
out of all the weekend Big Ten games, Purdue's only had two has two Saturday ones, both against Indiana. Every other one's on a Sunday. Yeah. I I don't know why. It just bothers me a lot. Yeah. And yeah. and I hate when we play on Super Bowl Sunday. We never even we never play well on Super Bowl Sunday. Um yeah, hopefully next year we don't get that because our buddy who's an Illinois fan was saying that was Illinois last year. They're playing almost oh, yeah. every Sunday. It just I don't know. I just college basketball should be played more Which on Saturday. Because you would have think you know, usually like Sunday games are like kind of like the primetime games, and Purdue yeah. is not expected to be a you know, you, you expect right. that you, know, you could see if like Indiana had a bunch because they were obviously preseason right. you know, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan. I can see them right. getting a lot of the Sunday games, but like, yeah, it's weird that you know now I mean we'll probably have a ton next year now, depending on you know if Evie comes back or whatever. Right. But for the CB, I mean I guess next year could be different just because of the TV contract, but True. um yeah, it's I mean I go back because sometimes I love Sunday games just because it's like, you know, it's early in the day. Um, normally, yeah, normally. Um, it, I think I like away Sunday games better just because it's like, I don't have to, you know, when you travel, it's like, you know, kind of then a lot of your Sunday shot mm-hmm. when you get home. But um, it's hard to be like a Saturday afternoon game. I know. I just, you know, I seem, to, maybe it's just this year, I, I seem to be more busy on Sundays on the weekends than I am Saturdays. <laughs> so is what it is. But. As long as they win, I don't care. Right. <laughs> uh, when it comes down to it, Rutgers at Wisconsin at noon on Saturday. Rutgers and a squeaker. This is an abs- This is gonna be an absolute rock fight. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be like it might be forty-eight to forty-four. It'll be absolutely boring to watch. Yeah. I'm taking Rutgers as well. Illinois at Indiana at noon on Saturday. I think Indiana squeaks this one out. I do too, Evan. I hate it, but I, I do too. Mm-hmm. That place I will be too. rocking. They hate Illinois. Um, they hate everybody. They're a bunch of they jerks. do, yeah. But yeah, they're playing really well. Michigan State at Michigan, uh, Nighter on Saturday night. Michigan State. For some reason, I'm taking Michigan. I okay. don't know why. I think Michigan State's better. I, I yeah. had Wisconsin beat Michigan early in the week, so I shouldn't be picking Michigan. But for some reason, I'm like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. rivalry game, crazy stuff. Penn State at Minnesota. Penn State, but I think it's a close one. I, I agree. Are, I, I yeah. almost want to throw them a bone and give them yeah. one, but I just can't do it. Yeah, I think they're still without some guys. I think. Um, I think I heard that in the broadcast yesterday when they were talking, when they were showing the highlights of their game. Um, but yeah, I like Ben John. I, I hope he can. And he's got a good. He's got a good guy coming in next year. Another yep. big guy. I think I'm like borderline five star, but I hope he can figure it out. I mean, I like Patino. I was glad to see him go, um, but. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> no, they're not. Ohio State at Purdue, and we were talking about national games. This one, CBS, and I think Ohio State. They had CBS yesterday. They have CBS this weekend. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they have CBS next week on Sunday. <laughs> poor, poor, poor America. Yeah, pretty better win by double digits. <laughs> it was a close one the first time, but that was it a was. long time ago. And that was kind of what started their free fall. And then yep. they were, they only won one, and that was. uh Ooh, I don't know who they beat since then, but um, I don't know off the yeah. top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. It was a close one last year. I mean, Purdue was up big, and then they let Ohio State get back within one or tie it, and then Ivy had the the go ahead three. Well, Adele's um, in the pros now, so we don't have to worry thank about God. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Purdue, I sh- hopefully, Purdue wins pretty comfortably. Shout out to Jaden Ivy. Today's his birthday. Yeah, so it is. Happy birthday to Jaden. What is he, 21? Should be 21, yeah. 21. Hopefully you celebrate. I'm assuming the business are playing tonight. I don't know. Or it's a All-Star game weekend. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, he's in the, um, the Rising Stars. Yep. Yeah. 
which is awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Purdue easily in this one. Yeah. I, I feel good about it. Uh, Maryland at Nebraska. Maryland. And Coastman, they don't play great. They don't play great on the road, but it's still Nebraska. And Iowa at Northwestern. I think. Oh man. Hmm. I'll take the cats. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll take them just because they're at home. I think it's just, uh, interesting because I obviously I was all you know offense. Now, like, Grant, they run a great press. Um, obviously, get pretty fits, but that's kind of what Iowa does. Uh, but I think Northwestern can match their physical. They're a pretty good defensive team too. Um, but I think just yeah, being at home, they get the win. Yep. So it's going to be an interesting week, uh, slate of games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see where we stand come next week. Hopefully, we win them both and yep. keep our cushion Hopefully. and keep on get get the train back on the track, so to speak. And because we hadn't done the pod in a little while, we've dropped two of the last three since we've done the pod. The last time we did it was Mason Gillis's yep. uh, Purdue three. Uh, tying record of nine against Penn State, and we dropped, of course, the frustrating one in Indiana, which I'm kind of glad we didn't do a pod after that one. Yeah. Um, and then Iowa win, and then the loss yesterday to Northwestern. So mm-hmm. here we are. So uh, any final thoughts? Uh, basketball, football related, not too much going on in football right now. Yeah, I mean, I just hope they can, hope they can hold on. Um, you know, I, I really hated a lot of the talk, you know, especially when it was like we, well, we were nine and one. And then it was like, oh, you know, Purdue's pretty much got this. It's like there's still a lot of games left. And what's because what's uh, the one thing that I am a little concerned about is when you, when you look at the standings. So we'll say top five. So Purdue, yeah. Northwestern, yeah, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State. Yeah, Purdue is uh, two and two against those. We haven't played. Yeah, we're, we're five and three in, the, in against the top half. Yeah, in the bottom yeah. half, we're seven and zero. Oh. Yeah, so that's where you know, like, I get a little concerned. Yeah. Um, yep. But you know. I said I I, uh, I have a lot more faith in this. I hope if be, the con- turnovers have got to be under control. Yeah. Um, again, um, you know Zach had six yesterday. Um, granted, some of them could have been you know because of he was getting which you don't really see him say much. But I haven't watched the video, but there was a video of him you know at, you know post game, and it's, you could uh, everyone was saying that you could tell he was very very frustrated. Um, which hopefully you know maybe bodes well on Thursday. Just come out pissed off, Zach can be great because he was pissed off in the second half you can tell and he just dominated um bless you (laughs) thank you i'm muted my mic in time (laughs) um but he could tell like he was like we got him the ball and just he just i think i think it was wasn't that i think it was yesterday was like it was tight and then all of a sudden like we were up like eight or nine just because like we gave gave him the ball and he scored right they couldn't stop him yes um which I don't know why I just remember this, but shout out to Ethan Morton had like a spinning fadeaway. Yeah. Like, like when he shot it, I was like, what the holy crap, it went in. Like, I was like, thank God it went in. Cause it was one of those things, like, if that would not have gone in and been like, what are we doing? The radio was team was a... hilarious on that. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, didn't know Ethan Morton had that in his bag of tricks. <laughs> the uh, announcers, the, the, TV announcer said that Painter kind of gave a look like, whoa, that's, that's <laughs> we've seen from him. Um, hopefully some shots fall. I mean, I, it was so frustrating with like some of these games, um, especially like Rucker, maybe or so, or so Rutgers and uh, this Northwestern game. Um, Indiana, I think you just kind of tip your hat to them. Just they just kicked our butts in the first half, and it was just a little right. too much to overcome. Um, like Northwestern and Nebraska weren't great shooters, and we had some good looks, especially like yesterday. We looks. I mean, Newman Newman played great defense. Shout out to Newman. Um, he didn't play much at all against Iowa, and. He, but I thought he played great defense yesterday. I think it's part of the reason 
uh, Boo Boo, he didn't go off on us in the second half. He, he gave some really good minutes. That was what just sucks is that he had a couple great looks from three and just couldn't get them. Mason had some good looks, couldn't hit them. Lawyer really struggled. Uh, I think again, it's just they're the trying MO. to get they're starting to get physical with Lawyer too off yeah. screens and he's struggling. Yeah, which again is like it's what's again kind of like what we've talked kind of running theme for this year is like what sucks about having expectations now is just yeah. like it, you kind of expected that to happen with lawyer just like he's young freshman he's you know obviously still has a lot of room to grow but like if we were middle of the pack we can like hey it's just kind of what happens but now it's like now that we're you know vying for a big 10 championship once it's like god bless it like, i know <laughs> we can't have him scoring two points yeah um that's just yeah yep. i guess it was so frustrating because like that's i mean I think, you know, I saw some people on the boards too. It's like, there has to be a lot that goes wrong for Purdue, for Purdue to lose, it seems like. Um, but it's happened, and we've seen it happen in the tournament last year with, with St. Peter's. Granted, this team plays a lot better defense than that team did. Um, better team defense, I should say. Um, but, yeah, you, you get one of those games where the officials decide they don't want to call much on the inside, and, you know, shots aren't falling. And we're, I think we're a good shooting team. We just didn't show it yesterday. And we've, we've seen it kind of a couple times already this year. Um, but yeah, you just hope the shots can fall on Thursday with that stupid Under Armour bar, which they should be used to because they just play with it on Sunday. So that's so right. Familiarity with it. Yeah, they're both Under Armour, aren't thing. they? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. And so is Wisconsin. It's kind of that weird. Is Michigan the only Jordan team in the Big Ten? Yeah. Uh, only Adidas are Indiana and Rutgers. And then everybody's Nike except or everybody's Nike. And then you have the three Under Armour schools. And then. Jordan, Jordan, but which is a yeah. branch of Nikes? Yeah, which I assume they put the Nike ball up there. So this is a brand. I don't, I, I don't think Jordan. I, 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 I mean, usually I always kind of look at the ball because yeah. the Under Armour ball has like a, is a weird orange, kind of it's a weirder shade. But hmm. yeah, yep, uh, it'll be interesting. We'll be on the edge of our couches, I'm sure, watching that one. Thursday night, but uh, before we go, you know, speaking of the game Thursday nights at weird time, 630, you know, I don't know about you, Evan. I don't know if you and your fiance like to cook a lot on Thursday nights, but you know, we try to here and there at the house, but sometimes it's like, eh, it's close to the weekend. We've cooked all week. We don't feel like cooking. We want to order some food. Pizza is always good to order. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to one of the sponsors of the Boiler Breakdown, which is Mad Mushroom. They've been a sponsor now for the last couple of years of the podcast. And they've been in the heart of West Lafayette serving Boilermakers since 1993. They're known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever Webby and I like to go to there, we like to sit down and have an ice cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which this month, because we are almost, we're basically halfway through February is the chicken cordon blue, which I probably don't need to describe to you because you know what chicken cordon blue is, but I'm going to anyways. It's Swiss <laughs> cheese topped with chicken, ham, bacon, and mozzarella cheese served with a side of blue cheese starting at just $14.99. So order two of those bad boys and that'll put you over $20. Then you can get your discount of $5 off by using code BREAK5 online or just telling them in person that the Boiler Breakdown sent you. That is Mad Mushroom. Uh, like I said, discount code online, break five, or just tell them, boy, the breakdown sent you when you go in person, mad mushroom, madmushroom.com, feed your head.
And Webby, that brings us to our second and last sponsor of the podcast, The Shop. The Shop, making quality t-shirts. Uh, started in their garage. Now they've got two brick-and-mortar locations, one in Carmel, one in Broad Ripple in the Indianapolis area. Uh, just came out, or I mean recently came out with the uh, the, the script Purdue in honor of the mountain throwbacks that we've worn again state and now northwestern um great quality t-shirts wearing right now it's very soft very very form-fitting looks great on you um you know great great people to work with uh, if you go online the shopping.com you can pro- use promo code breakdown for 25 percent off they're already starting to you know um roll out some uh any 500 t-shirts um get and, and the logo in. this year's purdue colors that's true 500. yeah it is sharp Yep, yeah, they just came up with uh, I think it was like 107 days to the 500. They came out with a shirt that looked really good. Yeah, black and gold. Yeah. Um, our promo code doesn't doesn't work all year long. It only works for the length of the kind of the the, the football basketball season. So if you are wanting a Indy 500 shirt before basketball season ends, whenever that is, hopefully not till April, um, you know, get it now. Um, they came up with the scripts, you know, the drum script hoodie. Uh, they got drinkware. You know, they got clothing for you know all you know a lot of the Indiana schools, minus the one up in South Bend because no one cares about them. No, nope, they're jerks. They're jerks. Um, but yeah, whether it be Pacers, Colts, Purdue, uh, Indiana, Butler, who had a big win uh, over the weekend against uh, Xavier. Thanks to Eric Hunter going for the dunk at the end. Uh, <laughs> it's still not choice, but hey, it worked out. Um, <laughs> whatever they got, you know, you can use, again use promo code breakdown twenty percent off. Uh, they said they're great people and boy, make your own. Yep, and if you're uh, way late getting a Valentine's Day gift, hey. Stop in tomorrow at one of their stores and get it. Or if you can't get there, order it online. Use a discount code, and uh, it might be a little late, but she'll like it enough. She'll better late than never. She'll she'll give you a pass, or yeah. so we hope for your sake. So, all right, Webby. Well, I don't really have any more thoughts. I just want to go into Maryland, beat the Terps, and make some turtle soup. You, you win Thursday, and it you theoretically your race is kind of the right. kind of you you steal one. You, right. you steal one. You where you thought you know. Again, going into the year, we probably thought, I mean, really going the last couple weeks, you thought, you know, Northwestern, as much as, you know, give them credit, you know, they, you know, we, we all kind of think they're still Northwestern, but, you know, they, they're second place for a reason because yep. they're winning. Um, you know, you, you drop that one that you probably should have won, but if you can steal one that, you know, I would assume Maryland's going to be favored in that game. I would be surprised if, if we're favored, it's going to be by like two, two and a half, maybe. Well, even if um, they're favored, it's not going to be by much. No. Um, yeah, you, you win that one, it kind of races the, uh, take some sting off yesterday's loss. Takes the sting bit. off yesterday, um, and kind of hopefully relaxes the fan base a little yep. bit. Because if not, then be a little tight. Yeah, but the boards aren't fun to be on right now. So no, get, get us back to our winning ways, please. Yep. So let's uh, boil up, hammer down, beat the Terps and the Buckeyes on Sunday too. Boiler.